Wackadoodle Humdinger 23 Skidoo. This is a cheer where we yell at you. Go fighting man children! This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20, 20 questions. questions! I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. What up, David? It was my birthday is what was up. It was your birthday. Happy not your birthday anymore. Thank you very much. I'm 27. Holy Inching shit. toward the grave. Yeah, I think 27 is officially your late 20s. Yeah, uh, we did a lot of fun stuff, but the thing I want to talk about for the purposes of the podcast yes. uh, is my friend Duo took me to this restaurant called Next, uh, and I had one of the best meals of my life there. We had a ton of fun. Sounds edgy. So the thing about Next uh, is it's this this restaurant concept by this dude, Grant Ackett, who is... Mm-hmm. Let's be real, an asshole. Like <laughs> he is not a he's not a good man. When I came home all excited, I was like, Jillian, I had such a wonderful time and she's like, I would have never gone to that restaurant. That man punches people. Did he in like the face. punch it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he punches he punches waitstaff. Oh, literally. Literally, yeah. Wow, I was gonna say that as a joke. Oh no. But you mean it for real. Yeah, uh, he's he's nuts. He's everything is Yikes. so obsessively put together. But you know, they bring in a guest head chef. For, so he doesn't really run next. The shtick of next. So the, the shtick of of Grant Ackett's mm. is that he takes familiar ideas and then deconstructs and decontextualizes them. Sure. That's, that's so, typical molecular gastronomy stuff, right? You know that scene in Parks and Rec where the team goes to that bar and... Uh, and and Tom's cocktail comes uh, in like yeah, a little yeah. a little sphere of ice, and he has to chisel it in order to get it the alcohol fumes inside. Yeah, and he just breathes the alcohol fumes. Yeah, it's not that exactly. Uh, I, I'm given to understanding that their bar, the Aviary, is sort of like that. I mean, I've heard of I I want to say like flavored air bars are a real thing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was an episode of Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the oxygen bar. Oh, you know, I haven't listened to that one yet. So all that's to say that he does this like deconstructive stuff. Yes. Uh, and it can be extremely pretentious or it can really, but in practice, like I'm the sort of person that it, that, that, that appreciates honesty in food. Right? Sure. Sure. We've talked about you putting your hands into things. Right. Into ducks. Into ducks. Hey, hey, David. Hey, David, remember that? <laughs> remember that time that we went and we were going to make Peking duck? Yeah. And we got a frozen duck. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we brought it back to your place. Yeah. And put it in your sink to defrost. Yeah. And we filled the sink with water and put the duck in there for a while. I remember that. And then when the, the, the duck was mostly defrosted, you pulled the plug on the sink and most of the water drained out. Yeah. And then we turned away from the duck and like, I would say a couple of seconds later, we hear, <laughs> and you screamed like this. <laughs> and it was extra water that had gotten lodged inside the duck, draining out. Uh, you know, Dave, I don't, I don't actually, uh, I don't remember that. I want to say you jumped like a foot in the air. You you clutched at your pearls. I did. I did. Man, I really did. Oh no! Wait, I got it wrong. It was even better than that. It was the mouth. Remember the you, mouth? Uh, yes. You you drained the sink. Yes. 
And then you went over and said, hey, Dave, did you know that ducks are one of the few birds that have teeth? And I'm like, fuck, that's insane. You're like, yeah, look. And you open the mouth to show me the teeth. And then the the excess water or air that had been trapped in there leaked out through the mouth and it went... I still don't remember that, though. Oh, that was a oh, good story. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so the thing about Next is that... Uh, it does all this deconstructive play, yeah. but with food. But in practice, it comes across as kind of like a magic show. Okay. I was so delighted. Next changes what kind of restaurant it is hmm. every three months. They bring in a new chef, and they completely they just do a completely new menu. Interesting. Do they like change up the decor? I'm not sure. Uh, the decor is pretty. Minimalist, modernist. Apple store. So I doubt it. Hmm? Apple store. Apple store, but like darker. Apple store if the walls were like black. Tron. Uh, and well lit. It was nice. New, new Tron. No, too much wood for Tron. The theme for next when Duo and I were there was tapas. It was supposed to be like a tapas. deconstructed tapas bar. Cool. Um, and I, w- I want to talk about two dishes in particular. It was weird because for the most part... You know, there were some things that were very, very strange, mm-hmm. but in practice, like, when you put it in your mouth, you were like, oh, that is a food I recognize. It wasn't like we were just eating vapors and smoke bombs and, like, Like, it know. looks nuts? It looks nuts, but then you're like, oh, it's food. Okay. Got it. It's a nine-course meal. Holy shit. That's a lot of, well, I guess it's tapas. Well, it was, a, it was like a tasting menu. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, but the cool, the the two, my two favorites, just in terms of uh, magic trickery and execution, mm-hmm. were so the the first course after the amuse bouche was um, this. They brought out a basket of bread and this weird oblong glass vase that had an opening that was sort of cut on a bias and this long wooden spoon. And what it was? Did the vase was, hum or the vase did not hum? Put out any sort of electrical field. Did it feel eldritch in any way, is what I'm asking? Uh, no. Okay. Just, it was not an eldritch-laden jar. Just, just checking. Just checking. Uh, and in the bottom, so there were there were three layers to what was basically a dip. On uh, the bottom layer was this this warm stew that was uh, octopus and I think sausage. Ah, tentacles. That's true. That is true. And then on the second layer, there was this, um, there was this foam that was made of eggplant. So like hmm. pulverized eggplant that had been uh, given some sort of emulsifying agent and then agitated a lot and then just sort of like shot into the container. Weird. Uh, and it was very briny and salty. Uh, and then that was capped off with, that was that was like studded with very thin shaved pieces of julienned fennel bulb. So like light um, greenish white vegetable matter hmm. okay so all of that goes together and then you take the spoon in and you dip it and you get all three layers so you've got this warm octopus and sausage stew the 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 foam from the uh, eggplant and then the fennel bits and those all go onto the piece of bread mm-hmm. and the effect was and I didn't and I, I took a bite and then I laughed or I, I put it on the on the bread and then I laughed at it because I realized what it was because as as it sat there the foam sort of started to dissipate and like sink into the octopus 
Hmm. And it kind of looked like you were eating something that washed ashore. And like But in the, a good way. In a good way. Like the the that the baguette, like that the piece of bread was the beach and that the surf was kind of uh, you know, sea foam had washed onto the shore. It's like finding something magical on the beach. And then you pop it in your mouth and it was delicious and the metaphor kind of falls apart there. But that was really cool. The other dish that was really neat was they brought out two serving platters and one was a terracotta, turned out to be a roof tile of all things. Um, Sure, why not? And on the roof tile there was uh, these two little thatched piles of charred leeks. Wait, wait, what do you mean thatched? Um, The the term thatched has caught my attention. Uh, imagine just like a little pile, and the pile is made of, you know, two pieces of leek, and then on top of it, another two little pieces of leek, but perpendicular to the original two, and then on the third layer is two additional tiny little pieces of leek turned perpendicular and then running parallel with the bottom layer. Okay, but they're not, like, woven together. No. Okay. Just checking. Uh, and then, uh, so that comes out, this roof tile comes out, and then this other thing comes out, and it's like a, a chunk of, of, of log, like a, like a bit of tree stump, and it's just completely hmm. charred and blackened on top. Uh, and on top of it is just this mass of black. And we didn't take pictures because, I don't know, I figured that other people had taken pictures already, and really we should just focus on enjoying the meal. Sure. And I was right, plenty of people had taken photos. I don't need to rely on, I don't need to document that stuff for myself okay. anymore. Okay, are, are we going to be able to link to some of these? Absolutely, I'll find a, I'll find a blog post or something about the menu. Um, and so there was this, just this hunk of what looked like just charred wreckage. <laughs> this so, sounds so delicious. So they served you a forest fire. They served me what looked like a burnt down tree. On either side of like this pile of char were these two little white piles of like powder, like kind of clumpy powder. Uh, so they served you a forest be. fire covered in cocaine. So the the server came by and she lit the two little piles of powder on fire and said, "Don't try mm-hmm. to blow them out. Just let it burn. It'll burn for about a minute. Uh, it's uh, powdered alcohol." What? Yeah, I did not know such a thing was even possible. Me neither, dude. So the fire dies Fuck, down. How, how do you do that? I don't know. Huh. Okay, so it was powdered alcohol powdered that they lit alcohol. on fire. Yes. Nuts. And it, and it burned and it left very little behind. What I want you to imagine hmm. is some charred timbers on top of a burnt rock that is like oozing tar. Okay, I'm imagining right? it. Like that is not that. It, and then and then we took we took our forks and our knives and we. Uh, I, I picked up a piece of the burnt timber and I discovered that it was kind of a a soft piece of baguette. Like they'd cut the crusts off a baguette hmm. and then painted it with squid ink so that it was just black. Weird. And then and then the the rock, this like broken piece of masonry, uh, we cut into it and it was like a delicious, tender, extremely soft piece of pork belly. And the black goo was a romesco sauce, which is a very uh, common and delicious um, Spanish sauce that's made from, I think, red peppers and almonds and bread. Hmm. It's very Moorish. Uh, my parents make a great romesco sauce. And that was just astonishing, because that was kind of the... The way I thought about it was that it was a series of either magic tricks or jokes. 
Uh, and yeah, okay. The gag, I, the I gag for that dish at. is that nothing on the plate that had fire on it had actually been torched, but the thing that came on the roof slate mm-hmm. was the stuff that had actually been charred as part of the cooking process. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That, that, that sounds fucking nuts, dude. There that was whole a, thing is weird. There was a jello shot course, and there was a deep fried, like, tempura egg yolk. That was insane. I don't know how they did that. Uh, they brought us dessert. Uh, there was, they brought it, like, out a vase that had a baby olive tree in it. And in the olive what? tree, there were, <laughs> there were two halves of a chocolate bar. That was part of it. There was a shrimp whose head had been taken off and filled with strawberry sorbet. I don't know. The more you describe this, the more it sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> the more you describe it, the more it sounds like a Dali painting. Yeah, it absolutely was. It was magical and wonderful and completely ridiculous. Uh, and Duo, if you're listening, thank you very much. That was a wonderful time. That sounds like a crazy fucking uh, birthday adjacent dinner. Yeah, man. Life for me for the past couple weeks been totally great. Awesome. Just totally great. Everything's been great with me. Hey, how have you been, buddy? Fucking terrible. Oh, my God, David. I had the fucking plague. I know. I know you know. How you doing? I'm almost entirely better now. You sound really good. I thank you. I did not sound so good this time last week. I sounded like shit. I've been sick for like oh bleh, three and a half weeks. And I finally so first I thought I had a cold, and then right. I thought I had the flu, and then I just didn't know what the fuck was happening, so I'm like, alright, we're three weeks in. Better go see a doctor. Smart. So I went to the doctor, and I'm like, hey, let me tell you everything that's been wrong with me for the past three weeks for, oh, five minutes straight. And I will not regale the listeners with a list of my symptoms, but they were extensive and confusing. Wither lung, <laughs> crip nip, chowder knuckle. So I, I spin... I, I paint this word picture of of horrible disease for the doctor, and he's like, well, that's, yeah, the only thing I can think of is maybe you have mono? And I'm like, all right, do the fucking blood test. And they did the blood test, and I had mono. Boo! Yeah, that entire time. Like, I didn't know what was happening, the whole time, and at the, the tail end, they're like, hey, guess what? It was mono. And I had to be like, great. What, what can I do about this? And the answer is jack diddly shit, because shit. you can't do anything for mono. You just have to sit there until it goes away. So did you stay home from work? <sighs> no, I couldn't. Listeners, I just started a new job. Everything's coming up, Dave. And I can't, like... I'm like, all right, I definitely, it would definitely look bad if I started taking sick days my first week on the job. It was bad news. It was bad news bears. 
I think I had a, a fever hallucination where I saw the bad news bears. Fortunately, and this is the dumbest fortunately, this is one of the dumbest fortunately's that has ever come out of my mouth. Fortunately, uh, I only developed a fever uh, reaching into, oh, uh, about 103 or so. I, I only developed that over the weekend. So I was in the clear during the work week. <laughs> I only had to lie in bed sweating and shivering over the weekend. Ugh. But what did you do over that weekend? Here's what I did over that weekend while I was lying in bed, pretty much unable to move. I watched the entirety of Steven Universe. That's my boy. The whole thing. All of it. And let me tell you, people. Everything that David said about it on the last episode was 100% completely true. Yes. It is a fucking delightful piece of television. The art and animation are great. Like, the, the only thing that I can think of, the only animated television show I can think of that has made me laugh as much and given me as much feels as Steven Universe uh, is, uh, and I'm lumping them together, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and uh, yeah. The Legend of Korra. Yeah. And also, David, I already told you this, but I figured out very quickly why you like Steven Universe so much. Why is that? Because you are the main character. <laughs> like, you are Steven Universe, basically. Yeah. I got like... <laughs> I got like three episodes in and I texted you that. I'm like, so, Steven Universe is pretty much you, right? You're like, yeah. Because I just love everything, and I make up songs all the time. And, yes, you're very bouncy and gregarious. Yeah. And you've, you have dark, curly hair. I do have dark, curly hair. And a bit of a tum <laughs> with a gem in it. <laughs> Wait, what? How did I never notice this? for the entire three years that we lived together. Lift my shirt much? Don't seem like you do, you jamma dummy. Anyway, listeners, uh, now you have two ringing endorsements of the cartoon show Steven Universe by Rebecca Sugar. Go look at it with your eyeballs. Put your eyes directly on the nearest screen until you see it. But put your earballs directly against your headphones or speakers if... If you're driving, don't put your earballs against the speakers because I need your eyes on the road. Focus up, focus up. I mean, you can. You're an adult if you're driving. You, you know, you can make your own. You can make your own decisions. But be sure to pull over first. But like, I mean, we wouldn't recommend you do it. No. Like you can if you want. Two out of two Davids recommend you not put your face on the dashboard in order to listen to our show better. Dave, are you ready to play Twenty Questions Tuesday? I'm ready. I'm gonna put my game face directly on the screen. I think you mean your game balls. I'm gonna put my game balls directly on this on my headphones. Let's go over the rules. Let's do it. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of that thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Four. David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. 
five. All fans must be turned off, or else they will suck the air out of the room and we will die. That's a for real fact. I, I mean, it's a for real fact in South Korea. Dave, are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? Yes. Then you may ask your first question. Okay, I have a really good first question. Question number one, um, is it a dog? It's not a dog. Is it an animal? It's, uh, it's on an animal. Is it a parasite? No. Um, okay, is it like an animal feature? No, it's not a... Uh, can you elaborate? Like a nose? No, it is not a natural animal feature. Okay. Uh, is it man-made? Yes. And it's, it goes on an animal? Like yes. a Like a saddle? No. Like um, a leash? No. Like um, one of those tracking collars? No. Like uh, a tiny robot that clings to an animal's back. Like, oh, fuck, wait, no. Like, um, those, is it, um, is it in Saudi Arabia? I think it's in Saudi Arabia. Robot jockeys. It's not like a robot camel jockey. Robot. Although those are wonderful. Robot camel racing jockeys. Tell me about those, Dave. Uh, they replace slave children. <laughs> So, hooray for technology. Were they actually slave children? I mean, you know, they weren't paid, and they couldn't go back to their families. And they had to work as jockeys against their will. One would assume. One would assume. Anyway, it's not a robot jockey. Damn. Nor is it the 1991 film Robot Jocks. Hat tip, Alka Hollywood. Wait, what? That's a movie? Yeah, it's about, like, a bunch of people that, uh, engage in tournament fighting, uh, in giant robots. Oh, okay. I find that acceptable. So, so no, it's not robotic. It's nothing to it's do with robots. Mm-mm. Okay. Does the material that it's made out of matter? Sure. Uh, is it made out of a man-made material? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like, is it made out of plastic? It can be. I don't think so, most of the Is it made out of metal? Uh, it can be, it can consist of minerals. It can consist of minerals. Is it like a bag of rocks? No. Just a, just a big old bag of rocks? Is it like a dog sweater? No, it's not like a dog sweater. I saw this dog, it was raining the other day. It's a yeah. dog in a dog raincoat. It was like that. That sounds. Like it was like this teeny thing. tiny terrier, like one of those terriers that's so small you can like. Uh, this wasn't quite a one hand terrier, but it was like a one and a half hand terrier. Like if you mm-hmm. cupped your hands, you could the the dog could like curl up in your hands. Aww. It was this teeny tiny little dog with a teeny tiny little red raincoat. That is the cutest thing. It was pooping on the street. Yes, so, okay, so a lot a lot of this stuff is made from minerals primarily. Minerals, but not metal. Sometimes metals. Hmm, is it edible? No. Uh, is it, um, does it use electricity in any way? Does what use electricity? The thing. Um, it does when it's applied. Does it have batteries? No. D- 
it, does it conduct electricity? No. Hmm. Um, it is applied by means of an electrical device. Oh, okay. It is applied by me. Okay, so there's like a thing that uses electricity that puts it on the animal. Mm-hmm. And you should know I'm thinking of a very specific animal. Okay. Um, should I guess the animal? You I'm can. going to. Okay. Fuck. Is it a domesticated animal? Uh, I wouldn't call it that, no. I mean, I guess technically. Technically, but no. Is it is it raised for food? No. Is it raised for fighting? Uh, that depends on how cynical you are. Hmm. But it's not a dog. It's not a dog. Is it chicken? Nope. Or like a rooster? Nope. Um, I'm trying to think of something that if I were really cynical, I would use it for fighting. I mean, it's not like a baby. Like a human baby. It's not a it's not a baby, but it is a person. Oh, okay. The animal the animal that I'm thinking of is a person. And this person can be raised for fighting. Sure. So this is a thing on a person's body. Got it. It's a thing on a person's body. It is applied using technology. It is not clothing. Mm-hmm. It is not clothing. And it's made of minerals. It can have mineral components, yes. Is it some kind of... And it can be made of plastics. It can be made of all sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, is it some kind of jewelry? No, but it is an ornament of some kind. Hmm. It's an ornament of some kind, but it's not jewelry. So it's not like a watch. Correct. It's not a watch. Um, does it have any function other than ornamentation? So, like what? Like you can't tell the time with it. Right. Example. Like a watch. Okay. It's an ornament, but also you can tell the time. Like a mood ring is a ring. So, but it so also this tells category, you how this you're category feeling. of ornaments does not have this function, but this particular one does have a very specific function aside from being an ornament. Okay, got it. So in general, these only function as ornamentation, but this specific one is like fucked up somehow. Sure. And that ornamentation can also be symbolically important. I don't mean to say that it's just you know, for ornamentation, but that ornamentation might represent something. Is it a cock ring? It's not a cock ring. But you know how, like, you know, a ring doesn't necessarily mean anything other than ornamentation, but if you put it on a given finger... Yeah, yeah, I I was just thinking of symbolic importance. Sure, sure. Hey, did I ever tell you about uh, the model? cock ring? (laughs) No. Thanks. Did I ever tell you about this figure drawing model that we had freshman year of college? Uh Guy's name was Eric... And you know when you were in, when you're in art school, you do nude figure drawing. Um, this dude had no less than three genital piercings. Oof. He had two piercings, kind of towards the base of his junk, and then another one through the t- like a bar through the head, and they were connected with chains. He had all this tackle. Well, this silvery tackle. We, uh... <clears throat> we generally did not draw that part. Oh, that's a shame. It sounds like uh, you could hitch a team of oxen to that dick. You could have. We're talking about some sort of personal ornamentation worn mm. by humans. And it's minerals? But it doesn't have it has to be mineral, re- minerals. It doesn't have to be. It has mineral components. Okay. Uh, and it's not jewelry. 
No. Is it something typically worn by, uh, in contemporary times, only one gender? No. Both men and women display this ornamentation mm. in the United States. And it's a tattoo. It is a tattoo. I was about to ask a question, but then I just figured it out. Right? So so the ink can be composed of plastics or metal oxides yep. or metal salts. Yep. I it's applied see with what an you're electro, electromagnet-driven needle. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. It's a tattoo. Right. It's a tattoo. I'm thinking of a tattoo. This tattoo has a function beyond that of an ordinary tattoo. Yo, bro. And it's on a... Yo. How sick is this tat? Uh, it's pretty sick. So you got to figure out what the purpose of this tattoo is and who it's on. Do I have to figure out what it looks like? Yes. Penis. No, it's not a penis. Damn, I thought that had that on lock. Nope, you, you did not. Is this a tattoo on a on a known person? Yes. It's a, Is it a tattoo on a living, famous human being? Yes. Is it a tattoo on... Somebody who is like, uh, I mean, a celebrity. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, somebody who acts in the movies. Mm-mm. Somebody who sings on the stage and into recording devices. I only wish, but no. Hmm. Um, a sporting legend. <laughs> nope. Uh, a political figure. A political figure. Hmm. Uh, alright. A political figure who David wishes would sing. Is it Joe Biden? It's not Joe Biden. Mm. That would be too lovely. My heart would break. Mm. Uh, is this a man or a woman? Wait, I, that's not a yes or no question. Nope. Is this a lady? Not a lady. So, is it a dude? It is a dude. Okay, so it's a dude bro politician with sick tats. Uh, uh, I don't know if he really has sick tats. I was, about, scenario, to, I was about to ask, is this somebody who has... If he does, it's irrelevant. This is a fictitious tattoo. Okay. Is this male human politician uh, in office at the national level? No. Hmm. Okay, so it's somebody... Oh, wait. I didn't even ask if this was an American. I'm just, American I'm just going around place. assuming. Okay, is it, it is an American politician. An Amer- a male American politician. Okay. Uh, so he's in office at the state level? No, 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 he's not in office. Oh, he's not in office. Okay, he was formerly in office. No. He's running for office. He is running for office. Wait, he's running for office, but he's never been in office before, and he's a politician? Yes. Um, he is now a, he is a politician of recent vintage. Oh, as of as of his running for office, he's a politician. Correct. Okay, I understand. Is it Donald Trump? It is Donald Trump. I was like, wait a second, this sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> it, it is. must be Donald Trump. You are correct. I'm thinking of the Donald, <laughs> your friend and mine. I think he probably has a tattoo of himself. I think he probably has a tattoo of his own face on his back. The tattoo in question is not the one of his face on his back. Okay. But I need you to tell me what the tattoo is of, what purpose it serves, and where it is on Trump's body. Okay. So, uh, is the tattoo supernatural in any way? 
No. Okay. So it it doesn't have powers. It doesn't give Trump powers. No, it does not. It doesn't shoot like... It's not like... It doesn't shoot assholishness. It's not like a tattoo on his butt that shoots fire. (laughs) (laughs) No. So it it has a function that could be charitably described as a real-world function. Absolutely. Like, it lets his enemies know things about him. Uh, no. It, it, uh... Is it informational in nature? It is informational. Hmm. Is, um... Does the tattoo say anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's there's lettering involved. There's a phrase. I wouldn't say there are specific phrases that I'm thinking of, but there is lettering. Okay, it says something, but what it says is not the information? The meaning of what it says is what I'm interested in. What it actually literally says, I'm not sure. Okay, okay. So it's not a tattoo that says, like... Uh, Joe Biden and Trump forever. It does not say that. Okay. Got it. You know, Onion Joe Biden would probably be friends with Donald Trump. (laughs) No way. Donald Trump probably crashed his Pontiac Trans Am. Yeah, and I feel like... (laughs) They're not friends anymore. Maybe they're former friends. They They used to be best friends. Yeah. They were they were hanging out in Vegas with models in hot tubs, and then Trump crashed his Trans Am, crashed yeah. Biden's Trans Am into a cocaine mine. Into a co- fuck you! I was gonna say into a giant mountain of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Love you so much, Dave. How oh, I've missed you. Loving kisses, baby. Trump's tattoo. It it conveys some sort of information, mm-hmm. but not to his enemies, to his friends. Uh, <coughs> you'd have to be, uh, this, this is kind of important because it, it, to his where, close where, friends, sure, his where is the tattoo? Friends. You'd have to be a very particular kind of intimate with Trump in order to see this tattoo. Okay. So you definitely can't see it with his clothes on. You could see it with his clothes on. Um, all of them? Like the full suit? Yeah. Okay. Um... Uh, is it is it on his head? Yes. Is it under his horrible toupee? Yes, it is. Hmm. Okay. That's that's uh, that's the next thing. So it, this is a Donald Trump's tattoo is on his scalp. Right. His bald ass scalp. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> uh, does it matter like what part of his scalp? Top. Side. It's his entire back. scalp. It's, yeah, the it's whole the t- thing. It's the part of his scalp that is covered by the toupee. Okay, the, like the whole thing. But it's not like a I don't know, phrenological map. No. Oh, a what? A a map. It's a map. Hmm. To his treasure. Yes. Well, to a very specific kind of treasure. A five hundred foot tall golden statue of his dick. No. In the desert. It's not a treasure that Trump will ever possess. Ooh, it's a map to a treasure that Trump will never... This this is mysterious. Mm-hmm. This is mysterious. Um, okay, was... Did, did he elect to have this tattoo? Donald Trump and Onion Joe Biden were... <laughs> <laughs> they... They were, were tequila in their, surfing in Bali. They were in their late teens, early 20s. Uh-huh. 
they went out for a wild night on the town. Biden, at, at this point, uh, had terrible teeth, and Trump had all his hair. Right. And in the morning, they woke up, and Trump was completely bald. Joe Biden had perfect teeth and a law degree. Immaculate, shining white chompers and a law degree. And Trump was completely bald and had this tattoo on his head. They never, they will never remember what happened. Uh, one of them, or both of them, may be missing organs. <laughs> they don't know. But hey, they had a great time. They did have a great time. So, it's a map. Yes. Um, does does the does it matter where it's a map of? Like, uh, it's more a metaphorical map, but if you wanted, it could correspond to an actual physical American location. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, is it a map of? I don't know. Uh, the the top floor of the Trump Tower. No, it is not. Okay. Uh, is it a map of like a city? Sure. Okay. So it's a map of a city. Uh, it doesn't matter what city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a map of where does Donald Trump even live? Does he live in New York? He lives in New York. His name is all over the fucking place here. So is it a map of New York? It's not a map of New York. Is it a map of El Dorado? No. Is it a map of El Paso? It is not a map of El Paso. Is it a map of Washington, D.C.? Yes, it is. Does it have the White House prominently marked on it? Yes. Is it a map to the presidency? It is a map to the presidency. And the tragedy Mm -hmm. is that it is on Trump's scalp so he can never see it. Correct. Dave, you got it. (laughs) Ha ha! So, okay, Dave, uh, if you could please uh, recite for me the thing that I was thinking of. What was I thinking of this week? This week, you were thinking of a scathing piece of political satire. Oh ho, so topical. You were thinking of a map to the American presidency tattooed on the scalp of Donald Trump underneath his lopsided awful toupee where tragically he can never see it beautiful beautiful let's go over to the extremely never tacky uh, just completely gorgeous and beautiful uh, and perfect and flawless and huge scoratorium I like that you've gilded every possible surface I also like that... Like, you're not going to find a better scoratorium. I also like that you just put up a giant neon sign uh, above the whole thing that just says, business. Yeah. You, you know, know that's, that's what I'm about. It's classy. It's classy with a capital business. Anyway, this is all very tasteful. Uh, you know, it really, it really says to me that you're somebody who's successful and uh, equipped to, I don't know, shout at people. Dave. Dave. Let me tell you about the score that you just got right now. Oh my god, tell me all about the score. I want to hear everything. Let me pull out this 24 karat beautiful paper. That is a four pound piece of paper. That is some quality paper. I don't see any other candidates with that paper. No, no, and you won't. You know, everybody tells me we got the finest paper. 
I go searching for people on Twitter to tell me that I have the finest paper. And they do. And they do. They... They all have Confederate flag profile pictures. And they tell me that you got this 20 Questions Tuesday challenge correct in 15 questions. That's because I'm a fucking champion. Which, you know, maybe, you know, if it were me, maybe maybe I would have done it in, in, in one. But, you know, I'm not you. Um, and and uh, you're obviously, you're not me, so... You know, good job. Good job anyway. Also, you'll find on the other side of your score, you'll find, uh, very carefully. Okay. Train it over. Real, for sure, actual gold. Not, you know, gold spray-painted onto a four-pound block of cardboard. That would be ridiculous. Sure, that's exactly what it feels like, but right. I know better. You know better. It's actual solid fucking gold. You see there on the back, two certificates for an all-expenses-paid one-week stay at Business Resort. Land of Columns. It's wow. Yeah, there's a photo of it here. It's got Roman columns, and the Roman columns have Greek columns inside them. The Greek columns are made of horses. The horses yep. are made of solid Arabian stallion jism. Or as I like to call it, trum. And that's how you play... 20 Questions Tuesday. You're hired. This week, we'd like to thank iTunes reviewer Charlie Mops, who says we're better than Moon Treasure. Thanks, Charlie Mops. If you like the show, you can follow Charlie Mops' example and leave a review for us on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store. You can give us a star rating or leave a written review, and we'll thank you on a future episode. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday. And follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Lache Swing, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. If you'd like us to use your music, message us over on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, how to save money on gasoline by setting fire to your car and never driving again. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Good night.